0: So, this week on Amazingly Terrible, we are watching and commenting on the new adventures of Gigantor. We'll be watching episode 6, Monsters of
1: the Deep. The power is in your hand.
0: All right, so, boyos, what? hmm is podcasting?
2: Podcasting is a way for idiots to hear their own voices via the power of the internet.
0: Ooh wee! That sounds wowzers. <laughs> it is wowzers. Yeah, who are these idiots? <laughs>
2: are you referring who to are us? Or are you idiots? Because my name's Adam.
3: <laughs> who are these <laughs> idiots that listen to themselves talk? My name's Matt. My name's David. My name's Mike. I'm Derek and I'm presenting
0: this week. Excellent, excellent. So you're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that um does something. Uh a pod, the podcast that's always prepared. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlike <Perfect>. Adam. <laughs> nailed it
3: yes so what are we watching today guys i haven't looked at it
4: are we really watching episode six monsters of the deep because i went to episode seven the crashing satellite and wrote a whole fucking review for that one good god are you fucking serious Dead serious.
0: <laughs>
2: so the best... I can just do the whole summary for this. Oh, yeah, you Pull a summary out of your ass really quick. No, 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 no. Why, let's let's go watch his episode. Yeah, yeah. we'll watch
0: his episode, yeah. Oh, yeah. Since ooh. he's a Sumerian. And
2: to be David, honest,
4: does that... a lot of the stuff I want to talk about is kind oh. of general in scope. Like, we can haul ass through the episode and go like, oh, this okay. happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And then, David, how
3: much is that going to mess up your... You know, administration.
1: The stuff I want to talk about is is very specific to, to the episode. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a D20.
4: It's 10, so we'll watch episode 6.
2: Okay, we're watching episode 6, guys. So do you think that between the three of us, uh, Adam, David, and myself, that we can do Sumerian duties on the fly?
4: I've got the episode yeah. playing in the background, and I can kind of do it. So I, I think, think so. To, All of us together... Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's, let's do us I, I don't think it'd be too difficult. Uh, this is
2: this is when we really come together, guys.
3: Well, I'll, I'll tell you, all of my uh, puns uh, are based on robot puns, so doesn't matter which episode.
0: Um,
1: <laughs>
0: I've, if you want to fly a robot,
1: you need to no so okay. You go can't apart. do hot. Not so easy, is it? Yeah, Ro-
3: robot does not rhyme very well, so you can't end with robot. You have to yeah. lead with robots. Right,
4: let's let's get into this. So, after uh, a colossal fuck-up on my behalf, where I watched episode 7, we're going to do episode 6 with combined efforts of teamwork. Like combined with the power the of friendship. With the power of teamwork. Because yeah. uh, there is no which, I team. Episode like, 6, Monster of the Deep, is about a ship. Too bad it wasn't friendship. The best ship there is.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. So, Um, anyways, let's kind
4: of get into a little bit of the history of of how all this shit went down. So, what we're actually watching um, is actually Shin Shin Tetsujin uh, 28 Go, which was a 1980 reimagining of Tetsujin 28 Go, which was a 1960 version of a 1956 manga by the same name uh, that ran from 56 to 66 with 24 different volumes. It was written by a guy that essentially... The plot of that was to have these giant mechas be used in the, as they called it, the Pacific War against the Allies. The war ended. The inventor of these mechas, I don't know if there was 27 before number 28. Uh, Tetrazin 28 Go, by the way, literally translates into Iron Man number 28, which is why he has 28s yep. written on his, uh, his mm-hmm. wallets. And uh, so they did this. They had the original show. It was brought over to the United States by NBC in 1964. And even though the, te- the manga, the Tetsujin 28 Go, predates the Marvel Comics character Iron Man, which was penned in 1963, NBC then renamed it to Gigantor because the Iron Man franchise already had it, and they didn't want to fight for it. So in the U.S. version, that's why it's Gigantor in the 1964 cartoon. And then when this one, the 1980 cartoon, was actually redone... On the Sci Fi Network in 1993 through 1996. Make sure I got the date
1: right. Yeah, one of the things we probably should have mentioned in, in the Mega Man episode was uh, all of these properties that are adapted from Japan. They never expected this sort of worldwide community to form where everything needs to be the same everywhere. They, they expected you know, they, their adaptation to be completely isolated like and original. no one was going to go back and look at the original property in Japanese or do anything like that.
2: Yeah. Is that why they put so much racism in it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure.
4: <laughs> so what the episode that I watched was, uh, episode seven was actually aired in November of 1980. I could not find a episode list for the United States, The New Adventures of Gigantor, in between 93 and 90, what did I say, 96. Um, but the cool thing about the new Adventures of Gigantor, the English dub version, which we were not able to find, had a bunch of voice actors who I didn't recognize their names, but they played a lot of big characters. So Barbara Goodson uh, was the English dub for Rita Repulsa from the Power Rangers. A guy named Doug Stone played Psychomantis in the Metal Gear Solid series. Gregory Berger was Grimlock in Transformers. And a guy named Richard Epcar, who was Raiden, and he's been rated in all the Mortal Kombat since the reboot from 2008 to the present, and all of these these voice actors have very very accomplished like filmography resumes. Like I clicked on it and it wasn't like oh I voiced three dudes in the 80s or whatever. They're huge, like they voiced a lot of people. So the Sci-Fi Channel really pulled in some like some fairly big names to to do the English dub of this show. Um, and then another similarity that I ended up looking up because. Uh, old Tetsujin 28 looks very, very similar to The Iron Giant, the movie that came out in the 90s. Uh, I thought that they drew heavily from this cartoon. They did not, actually. The Iron Giant was uh, based on a 1968 science fiction novel by British poet laureate Ted Hughes called The Iron Man. And when they redid that movie, they called it The Iron Giant because of licensing issues. So uh, that's kind I of the
2: background on it. Did not know that. I have, okay. a, huge, I have a huge soft spot for The Iron Giant.
4: I am Superman. It was good. Fucking love that
3: movie.
2: Yeah. I mean early Brad Bird, so
3: good. I cried at the end. I you did? Superman. End. Yeah. Well
4: mm-hmm. he flies into fucking space and he closes yeah. his eyes and says Superman and hits the nuke. Yeah. It's like this for humanity. Tear it's like just the saddest like, like, thing ever. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not
0: sad, crying, and then you see you're his crying.
4: Bolts. <laughs> fucking start rolling together and you're like, Yes, <laughs> the Iron Giants coming back. You sad. know which one of those
0: makes me cry every time? And I, I really I still to this day don't know why. Is um the scene in The Incredibles where uh, mm. the mom's flying the plane and the missile's coming at him, and she's, like, begging her daughter to use her powers for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That, that always gets me. Like, right now, I'm just talking about it. I'm starting to tear up. Jesus. That's a tough <laughs> yeah. scene, man.
4: Superman.
3: I, I, I've i watched it, like, a thousand times, but um, in Wreck-It Ralph, where he starts chanting the uh, um, Bad, Bad-Anon... Um, Saying and he's like plummeting down towards the uh, Mentos and he thinks he's gonna die and it's just like the music starts welling up and my tears just start welling up and Mm. I have to explain to the kids that it's just it's okay to cry at really you know emotional scenes in movies. It's very sweet,
0: cool. Moving on. Then then there's a scene (laughs) of Porky's.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Opening, uh, essentially. Don't you invalidate my feelings? Well, yeah, can we step back,
2: Derek? I wanted to ask a, a follow-up question on your summary. Yeah, a great question too. Part of the original premise of the show was that they built twenty-seven of these guys to kill Americans, and this happens to be the one twenty-eight, the one that survived the war. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah, nice.
4: we, I could not find exactly what the background was, but this was this was Iron Man number twenty-eight, which was supposed to be used to fight the Allies. The war ended. Then the inventor of the Tetsujin, I guess, one through twenty-seven, he gave number twenty-eight to his son. Um, his son' name is Jimmy Sparks in the English dub, or Shotaro in the Japanese Shotaro. version.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. That's because yeah. the Allies so, blew up the other twenty-seven. Booya!
0: How did <laughs> how did the kid get control of the robot? And why is the kid still in control? Yeah, exactly.
2: Why hasn't some adult, like, just pushed him down and taking that box? Then <laughs> this is
4: this is precisely how these notes will go back through both, because at one point in here, the exact note was... So I get in the manga, the guy who built the Iron Man number 28 gave it to his son, but what the fuck? <laughs> this my
3: exact no, yeah. no.
0: Maybe so, there's some yeah, kind of no, bio so lock
3: on it or something. I, I never watched...
0: I was just going to say, control. I never watched these... But the, um, the there was a live-action uh, Japanese show that I watched a few years back, and I can't recall if I watched it in Japan or whenever I came back to the U.S., but it was called uh, Johnny Soko in His Flying Robot. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, it, and it, the whole premise of that was there was a, a scientist that made a robot with a command-and-control device to control the robot in the form of a wristwatch, and some kid got it and put it on, and it, like, fused with him, and they couldn't take it off. <laughs> so no, nobody would the robot would not listen to anybody but the kid because the kid had that wristwatch fused to him. So instead, they like they made like the scientist the the um, uh, guardian of the kid and just basically relayed messages to the robot through the kid.
2: Did no one own the kid at that point?
0: I'm assuming that somebody did, but then like the scientist was like, "Hey, kid, I've got a yeah, jetpack and a helmet for you. Why don't you come over here to my van?
2: I own you now." Yeah. So well, you in, gotta
3: remember that a lot of bio coding and biometrics and you know stuff like that didn't exist back then. So they didn't have oh that yeah, convenient yeah. plot device to say that you know it's coded. It was just the mm-hmm. assumption was that you know if you're in control of the robot, then you've you're in control of the robot.
0: Yeah. I, but, so uh,
2: okay, so uh, I, I, hear me out. Let me before let me we interject move on real quick here because okay. this is
4: actually explained in episode seven. No, 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 don't explain it yet, because
2: I want to propose an alternate version of this show that is about the lengthy and complicated legal battle that he has with the (laughs) Japanese government over control of the robot. Nice. That's a show I want to watch
4: fuck yeah it's like uh what is it harvey birdman attorney at law and he just yeah. goes into court every day and he debates who owns fucking gigantor
2: and it's no. uh, all eminent domain and do we have the right to take yeah. this kid's yeah. personal property so the little boy
4: uh he controls gigantor but he is not the sole like essentially person to be able to control gigantor and in episode seven there are a bunch of bad guys who essentially take gigantor and they they take mickey or mickey whatever mickey Miyakako, they take her hostage. And, is that his uh,
2: girlfriend or sister?
0: I, it might be that's his mom. His, no, it's his love Legal interest. guardian. But yeah, she's okay. 10. Oh. They're all 10. Oh, okay. They're by um, yeah. And yeah. so these
4: bad guys take her hostage and then he essentially trades Tetsujin for her and the heroes are trying to go find the bad guy's base at some point. The bad guys are trying to fly Tetsujin Gigantor around and they can't do it very well. Like They suck at it. So it's implied that he is the best at controlling Gigantor. So and it's that's why the adults let him do it.
2: Oh, I like the idea yeah, that Gigantor's a meritocracy.
4: Yeah. yeah. So it, it says in the manga he has an emotional connection with it. So I don't, But Gigantor doesn't reciprocate any feelings or whatever. In the cartoons that I've watched, it seems like he's literally just a, a fucking robot that this kid yeah. controls.
0: The kid is just putting like some sort of weird father complex on an inanimate object, just like Terminator yeah. 2.
4: Mm. In episode 6, did he drive a car at all? No, no, no. That's that's a, a common theme throughout the manga, and then the sixty version, and then the eighty version, is Was that a Jimmy? Kid driving a car? Yeah, Shitaro, he, he drives fucking cars. Like, and it's not like he has like this special little mini car or whatever. Like, he just like hops in the in the sports car and takes off, and you're like, dude, aren't you ten? So but that's pretty, pretty badass. That's, and the that's show. the
0: note that's the note that I have written down too is like there's a preteen with a multi-billion dollar military-grade piece of equipment. Like, how the fuck is he walking around with this? And then and then you say he's driving a car. Like, who the fuck gives a 10-year-old a license or in the, the ability to drive a vehicle when they're, like, lives on the line, essentially? Well, you, you can teach children
2: to do a lot, all kinds of things. And so um, he's... Gather yeah. coal for you. Pull um, <laughs> stuck also... pieces of cloth out of a, a harvest, threshing machine.
0: Harvest chocolate for the world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
4: dig for uh, diamonds, and he's he's widely regarded as a like an international detective too, which is why he's always working with the inspector, um, and the inspector kind of defers a lot of stuff to him. I mean, because he does have a fifty foot tall flying militarized robot, but in, in my and also the, the detective's research, drunk, so
1: that's a uh, commercial airline pilot Mario.
4: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And so in episode seven, he's in a Hawaiian t-shirt, shorts, and flip flops, or a Hawaiian shirt, short, and flip flops the whole time because they're on vacation. They're nice. in somewhere. I mean, they're in the whatever the the country that they live in. Uh, Japan. Which, okay. uh, no, it has a, another name to it. No. It's uh, begins with an A. Hold on, I got it in my notes. Apan A-P-A. A-P-A. No. <laughs> ast- ast- they live in the country of Astaria. A S T A R I A. Stone, uh, yeah. Okay, So that right there Is Inspector In the United States version The Inspector Blooper Or in the Japanese version Inspector Otsuka
2: The Japanese really During this period seemed to really like International detectives Yeah, They were super into them
0: Because this is when Blooper the Third was out
3: too Wasn't it? Yeah you know the so They, they call them phases you know International well, detectives? No, just no. like, oh. they, like they were into like the the superhero genre for a while there, and then now it's like Isekai every day. So it, it, you know, it's just like uh, American, uh, ho- like Hollywood. How many Armageddon type movies yeah. were out around the turn of the century? That's not the thing enough. about yeah. we
2: went through the zombie
0: period. The yeah, not not period. enough.
2: That's yeah. what I've always said.
0: <laughs> well, I have a quick question. The um, uh, for or Mike and Derek and possibly David, The um, it seems like there's a bunch of these uh, giant robot uh, animes or live-action shows that have little kids controlling the robots. Is that like a sh- sub-genre of the giant robot genre? Like a little kid controls a giant robot? I think that's a what, popular y-
4: uh... science fiction thing. I mean, it's just, mean, it's just a trope, to, like, basically. Enders Game, yeah, it's and stuff kind like of a that, shame. where you have the the young innocent one who's fighting for whatever the ideals are, and, the ide- and then if you really want to get fucked up, you find out in Enders Game they're
0: spoilers,
2: Derek. Derek. I mean, he is <laughs> the
4: book's been out for fifty years. <laughs> he is
2: he is supposed to be the, uh, and they made a movie of it. Um, I mean, he he is supposed he to be the bad. audience, like he's the
0: audience surrogate for sure. No, yeah, yeah. But but I was wondering if there was like just specifically like giant robot controlled by kid because because we even see that a little bit in um in the u.s right wasn't there like a it wasn't robo jockeys but there was like a
4: well i mean I, the the power rangers weren't projected as very old they were late teens early 20s i think they were technically teens in the show yeah and I, I guess that's correctly. true like, yeah I, they were
0: they, in high school weren't
2: they yeah Voltron but they, they were also not they were also super powered though
0: i
3: i would have to say that if you're talking about something like specifically what you're talking about adam um Ultraman is probably the most well known and um popular of the uh controlling a robot or you're inside of a robot and uh they might this might have been one of those Ultraman kind of knockoffs where they were trying to uh capitalize on the popularity of Ultraman.
0: Yeah, but was it wasn't Ultraman in a being controlled by an adult though? Was it being tro- controlled by a child? Well, that's, I might be that's thinking that's the about whole the thing. remake it, it, like, uh, the Netflix it, like, uh, remake.
1: It's a popular structure that the robots are built by the father and piloted by the son. Well, yeah,
2: And in a way, aren't we all controlled by a child? Think well, about it.
3: It's, it's a metaphor mm. for
1: the,
2: the yeah. older
3: generation yes. is passing on their responsibility, passing the mantle to the future generations. Uh, and in this case, it's quite literally that the father is building a gigantic robot. Murder the, machine, a uh, murder machine. But yeah, it's. I
0: I think it's more of a simile.
3: I think <laughs> it's a facsimile.
2: <laughs> well, that, you're very wrong, Adam. Um,
0: <laughs> your comparison, as usual, as usual.
3: Your comparison uh, to anime is like um, a That's child a falling down a, the stairs. They both are very hard to witness
0: <laughs> and understand afterwards. Yes. <laughs> You're right.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, shall we begin the, the episode proper?
3: I, I think Derek's sure. been uh, really waiting for this moment, so yes.
4: That's essentially the history. The the I want to bring up two things, though, about the opening sequence before you go into the opening where there's a green girl on a cliff looking at it over the Aegean. Okay. Um, so in the opening song, there are "hammer punch" and "iron fighter" are said in English. The rest of the song is sung in Japanese, which I found mm. interesting. Um, that's a trope. Because English is cool. Yeah, English they'll, they'll cool.
3: throw in English words. That's to this day they're still they still do that. Yeah.
4: Okay, so that's not "hammer punch" does not translate into Japanese. That's just like we're gonna throw in a word. Well, they don't have sound.
2: the Japanese don't have a word for hammer or punch. So they have to borrow from English. <laughs> wow,
4: Clearly I not. don't believe that fact.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They did not they, have hammers or punches before uh, Commodore Perry opened up the uh, ports. The hammer punch Canada port. He, they
2: they were yeah. a strictly slap based society. <laughs>
4: <Yes>. <laughs> Things you didn't know. Uh, and then the other thing that I found out is after you go through kind of the little open where it kind of introduces the essentially the problem of the episode. It then has a, a still scene with Gigantor behind some kanji, and then underneath it, it has a, a translation of it, and the translation does not match up with the name of the episode. So episode seven was like the crashing satellite is what they called it, but if you look at the one with the, you know, it, underneath it, it calls it the Satellite of Doom, and it's the same on this one. This one is called Monster of the Deep. If you look at the episode uh, like name on YouTube, but if you go into right about 2:42, it's Giant Monster of the Aegean Sea, which I found interesting that they didn't use that, that title in the in the naming of it.
0: It was too sophisticated for yeah, uh, yeah for American kids.
1: I was really hoping you would do like more research on episode 26 of the first Gigantor series, which was also called Monster of the Deep.
4: Well, I watched episode 26. 20- <laughs> <laughs> I watched episode 7, The Crashing Satellite. So, I will we'll happily do research on that one. Okay. Uh
2: we opened the episode um later we learn we're in, in the Aegean, but at first we are simply at sea. Um and a uh it's a beautiful a, sunset. Yeah, a beautiful uh girl with a uh, a plumeria in
1: her hair basically.
2: Uh looks out Uh, over the sea and she says something is happening in the sea Uh, and at that moment we see a tanker way out to sea and it is attacked by uh, some sort of a giant squid monster and we just see the tentacles of the squid or octopus wrap around and sink the tanker.
1: Yeah and the background track is a bit weird it's like half tension music and half beautiful morning montage.
2: Yeah yeah Overall, the uh, the tone of this episode is a little hard to... I think it's supposed to be haunting, but... Yeah. Sounds
0: like 70s, like, funk music. But it's also strange because it, it also tends to have, like, relatively adult um, aspects to the actual episode, like to the action that's going on. Um, but everybody's really dumb like a kid. Yeah, people are yeah. stupid.
4: <laughs> and this is... This must be a standard way that these episodes are set up, because Episode 7 is set up the exact same way. Where there's something, and it it, in Episode 7 there's a space shuttle, it shows up, there's a guy with the coolest shades, mustache, and sideburns ever, and then they find a bomb on the space shuttle and it explodes. So they set something up, and then they immediately, after the Gigantor title, cut to these exact same
2: characters. So you have the inspector. They always have an inciting incident. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Then you're right. They, they cut to the inspector, Shinjin, Shin, Shinjo, the main character, and his girlfriend, <laughs> Shotaro. And then that's, that's Makiko
4: Shikishima. And Makiko Shikishima is the daughter of Dr. Shikishima and then Mrs. Shikishima. And so Dr. Shikishima, or Dr. Brilliant in the American version, her name was Bonnie Brilliant in the U.S. version, um, they're characters who are involved with Jimmy Sparks, Shotaro, with, and uh,
2: Gigantor Tetsujin. So, does her dad so, do like maintenance? Yeah,
4: he's like the scientist guy. He's not the dude who invented it, but he's the scientist guy kind of involved in it.
0: Okay. He's like the the technician. Yeah. Yep. So, sort of takes care of it. Um, I, I sincerely thought that she was uh, the kid's mother, not the love interest. Miko? Is it Miko or Mika? Makiko. Well, she has literally nothing to do in this episode, so I'm not surprised. She's explained a lot
2: more in episode seven.
0: The reason why um, I, I was thinking, I was trying to connect a dot there. I was assuming somebody that had guardianship over this child was giving permission to the inspector to take this child to Greece. It so I like... automatically assume well, that she was the mom. <laughs>
2: well, when you say it that way, it does sound pretty creepy. Uh huh. <laughs> it, it seems like I really want to has... take this
0: child to Greece with me. No, this is nope. basically human trafficking at this yeah. point in time.
4: So nobody really seems to have custody. Yeah, yeah, even in seven, like there's some stuff that he does where he's involved, almost, almost kind of like an equal player of the team. Yeah. No. Also, times where they're supporting him. And he just does what he wants, like like I said in episode seven, Maki, Maki gets kidnapped, and they're like, he's like, I'm gonna go find her. Fuck you guys! And then he gets in the car and he drives off, and nobody stops him. And there's this um, ten year old convertible chasing her down. Christ. I mean, <laughs> okay. honestly,
2: think about it. If 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 you were like with the kid who could chide, control the giant robot, would you fucking stop him? You'd be like, no, that's great. You do that.
0: You do what you what you want. It's, like, all all of these people are just sort of, like, placating the kid at all times, and he's, like, a little monster, this little yeah. bastard that psychotic. does whatever he wants to, and he's, like, totally psychotic, and nobody wants to tell him otherwise, because they're afraid they're going to get hammer-punched into the ground by mm-hmm. a giant robot.
2: And be, yeah, not I being familiar
0: with that. punching, that it's a scary proposition for them. <laughs> True.
1: That's a, that's a good thing you did, Billy.
0: <laughs> so, so, in this scene, we get um, uh, the inspector coming to—Jesus, uh, I'm never going to remember his name—Shatoro? The, you know what l- what we can call him the Jimmy. Kid?
4: If, if we were, if Shatoru. we had found the U.S. dub, his name is Jimmy Sparks. In okay. I'll,
0: I'll stick to Shatoro. We, we
4: got
2: the dub Yeah, we got, we got, a, to we, got a, we got stick to show the, the correct cultural no. Um Yeah, they, so, they come and they tell him about the fact that there's some sort Interpol of giant monster.
0: Yeah, they, Interpol wants them to investigate something in Greece, and um, the inspector sits down to a cup of coffee and says, Mmm, this smells delicious. Is this Blue Mountain?"
1: Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird to put product placement for coffee in a children's commercial.
0: It's very strange, right? And of all things, Blue Mountain, too. So, I did a deep dive on Blue Mountain. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It's one of the rarest and most sought-after coffee beans in the world, apparently. And only Uh 5% of the Jamaican Blue Mountain beans are Peaberry. Um Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee is renowned for its full-bodied, vibrant acidity, while delivering a rich aroma and a smooth, delicate taste. Um, most of the time grown at elevations of over 7,000 feet, Blue Mountain Coffee is actually about, modern day today, $58 a pound. And it Why is, does this uh, sound known, like
3: a commercial that you're...
0: Known for its sweet, floral taste, bright acidity, and lack of bitterness. <laughs> I love did, my Jamaica you, Blue Mountain after I have sex. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Are you, no, are you, awesome. Did you get paid by them? <laughs> no, no. no. But, but uh,
2: Is this our uh, first commercial that we don't know about?
0: <laughs> so, 58 bucks a pound. So, I'm assuming there's some sort of like money smuggling going on, or maybe uh, Shotaro is actually using uh, his Iron Man number 28- to go rob banks on his off time?
2: Google tells me I can buy a five-pound bag of Jamaican Blue Mountain Blend whole bean for $69.95. Nice. Nice.
0: 69. Get it, dude. And resell it. That's not free
4: trade Blue Mountain. That's good. That's the child labor Blue Mountain.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm. But remarket it as free trade and then sell it. That'd be great. That's right. Done. All right. Do you guys know what the best coffee in the world is? Is it the civet yeah. coffee?
3: Yes. What's that uh alcohol that uh the old women sit around chewing it and spitting into a, a barrel and then it ferments? Um I
4: Awaska? have no fucking clue.
3: hawaska? Um, um, waka? Yeah. Waka.
2: No, no, it's not hawaska. It it is it's like waka. It's um it's like a goo, right?
3: Yeah, it's yeah. a leaf. That, it's a starchy leaf that the chewing actually uses the amylase in your uh, saliva to break, to break down the back. starches into sugars, which the, the wild yeast, yeast then yeah. uses to ferment. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's it's a South American uh, drink, right?
2: Plus, it's um, for all those dudes yes. who get off on thinking yeah. about that they're drinking old lady spit. Old lady, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's like an <laughs> indirect kiss. Okay. Um,
2: excuses, um, d- horribly depressing.
3: <laughs> that's a common trope in anime too is when uh th- these uh <laughs> thank you Mike. Thanks yes, for, was for explaining Mike, the joke. <laughs> well, to our readers who may not or readers uh our <laughs> listeners, oh, boy. Our audience. <laughs> it, it's not any more wrong
2: than viewers. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Bing, bang, boom. Bing. We fly. We fly. We're flying to Greece. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, wait,
1: what? I, I want to get a bit, bit get a bit more into the details of this thing. Uh, sure. That th- th- they mentioned sure, yeah. that we've only recently gotten to a depth of ten thousand meters underwater. Derek, uh, is that a good depth? <laughs> is, 10, is that a true fact
0: or is that a fake fact? So. A-
4: 10,000 meters is fucking down there. That 10,000 meters is higher than Mount Everest. So Um, Isn't the Mariana Mariana Trench like
0: 8,000?
3: No, Mariana's Trench. How the hell are we supposed to know? We're American. What the hell's a meter?
1: Well, in Subnautica, it only goes down to 1,500 meters. And that's on an alien planet that's all ocean. (laughs) I think that's (laughs) a limitation
3: in the software. The (laughs) the developer just didn't want to make it deeper. (laughs) <laughs> Our reference, like what is fact
2: and what isn't fact for us, is so, a very special yeah, thing. Yeah. All right. So the Marianas Trench,
4: the maximum known depth is ten thousand nine hundred eighty-four meters, and wow. so they would have known that okay. in nineteen eighty. So that would have been yeah. That would have been yeah. about correct. They okay. exported uh, in the seventies.
0: All they yeah. needed to do was get a rock with a string attached to it, right? And just throw it in there and then wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just wait. Actually, <laughs> no, at what, that what's depth.
4: Absolutely fucking bonkers with it is we actually sent dudes down there. Like that's that's as dangerous, yeah. if not more dangerous, than going with to the, the moon. We're here. like, hey, the bath escape. Yeah, the treatise. Mm-hmm. our Trieste. Like they're just like, yeah, just go fucking go sit in this little submarine, and we're just gonna go way the fuck down there. And they're like, okay. They were.
2: I mean, little known fact: they were condemned criminals. And no, so legally, legally, we could have done.
0: We can do whatever we want to them. They they were criminal marine biologists. <laughs> yeah, they were yep. convicted criminal marine biologists, like uh, Maelstrom. <laughs> yeah,
2: like you know, yeah, like Maelstrom, or in Widget, the World Watcher.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Betty or whatever. Bob. Bob, Bob, and Betty. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, uh, no, so you had um, a, a dude named Jacques Picard, and then his Navy officer counterpart was Don Walsh. And those are the two dudes that got in the little bath escape and then down they went. So, yes, yeah, Subnautica, 1,500 meters. Okay. That's, All that's right. It's
0: a little, little shit. Yeah, I couldn't Subnautica. So, can we go to the the inspector, the inspector does say 10,000 meters is the depths we've gone to, so we don't really know what's underneath the water. There could be a monster, even though nowadays people laugh about monsters being
1: I, I I do want to point out, though, that this is Greece, so it would be the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, so it would be like five yeah, feet. Yeah, which is not that <laughs> deep. Well, no, technically
2: they go to the Aegean, which is uh, even smaller than the Medi-
0: Mediterranean. I'm pretty sure you could walk across it without getting your uh, nipples wet. So,
4: mm-hmm. so the, the Mediterranean Sea at, at its deepest is 17,280 feet. So okay.
2: 6,000 meters.
4: Um, mo- moving right along, <laughs> we fly
2: to Greece, and on the flight, yeah. uh, uh, our main character reads about Greece in mm-hmm. like. What is essentially a children's book? Yeah, yeah,
4: it's like urns are on the bottom of the Aegean.
2: While
0: well, yeah. the inspector is getting wasted and commenting about yeah. how great his wine is, on yeah, the- he, so. stuff.
2: he gets yeah. smashed. But I mean, this is this is like. Um... A kind of set in the 1960s, a retro 1960s from the 1980s. So basically they'd have like five flights to get to Greece from Japan.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I actually want to want to comment. Uh, this episode where they show the passenger liner, and then in the next the next episode, episode 7, they show a fighter-style aircraft. The aircraft are actually drawn very good. Um, in yes. episode 7, are you guys aware of what the X-29 was? It was the fighter jet with the forward swept wings. NASA yes. had yes. it. Yeah. It was based yeah. off the F-16, F-5. They're flying around in that jet. This was drawn in 1980. That jet did not fly until 1984. So they were actually ahead of the times with the swept wing, and it looks very similar to what the X-29 looked like, and that had not been released to the public. So the, the, the attention to detail that they put into these aircraft is very good. Like this is a, a five-engine airplane, never been done. It looks like a cross between a 737, a 707, and like a 727 or DC-10, which has that tail-mounted motor on it. Uh, and then when it lands, the plane is, is gorgeous looking. So they definitely mm. like to draw their vehicles in this show.
0: Oh yeah, well, I mean it's it's a show about a giant robot, so I'm sure they like to do a little bit more like technical drawings and stuff like yeah. that. So
1: you say they pay attention to detail now, but wait till we get a little bit further into the episode.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, they're met at the airport by uh, uh, the local flock of seagulls
0: fan. Yeah, he looks like uh, Basil from uh, uh, Logan's Run.
2: No. He has the, ah. yeah, he has the hair I've ever seen. It's it's beautiful. No. He actually no, wasn't r- Basil quick,
3: in Logan's Run. He was, he was Basil Logan. in yeah. uh, Austin Powers, Austin Powers. Uh, yes, he but he's the same actor, which is kind of cool.
0: Do you know who else he was? Manimal.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, okay.
0: Manimal.
2: Anyway, he introduces himself, I guess, as a local police officer or a member of Interpol. Who gives a shit? Probably Interpol. Uh, he's along for the
0: duration. He's their tour guide. Uh, he's there to, to add some exposition here there and also just interfere at random times. But yeah, yeah. Um, the, the flight over, I thought, was actually very interesting because they showed um, the robot flying next to the airplane. Yeah. And I was wondering, d- does the kid have to control the robot all the time or does it actually have some sort of advanced AI to allow it to, like, fly and move on its own when the kid's not using his... Uh, Xbox it seem,
2: Yeah, it seems to just, like, always want to be within a certain uh, perimeter of the kid. Okay. So maybe there's, like, a leash. Com- there's kind of, like, a leash command.
1: I was actually surprised that the inspector wasn't flying that plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it commercial like... airline pilot Mario. Yeah, yeah. Attention, passengers. <laughs> it's me, <knee>, your captain. <laughs> so in, in the next episode, let's go. Have... Yes. They have a
4: pilot with them, and I assumed who's part of their crew, but it's clear that they—he was just a
2: character in the episode. Okay, quit talking about the next episode. This is where all my fucking notes are from.
1: Just I know, to but you it. gotta stop.
0: <laughs> well, okay, uh, anyway. so so we get to a point where they're basically uh, riding a boat across the Aegean to get to where the monster was seen. Yeah, and it, it's kind of almost like a um, not quite a montage, but it is a, a bit of a clip that's showing just like the beauty of the Aegean with dolphins, and this fucking dipshit kid is acting like he's never seen a body of water in his entire life. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) in awe of the fact that there is vast amounts of water. It's like, don't you come from an island nation, you piece of shit? Well, we don't know. I mean, he comes from a fictional... They come from
4: Astaria. Yeah, a fictional country. And I also like how they're taking the orca from Jaws across after knowing that there's some sort of fucking kraken down there. Mm -hmm. Like... Are we going to take a naval vessel or, I don't know, ride the fucking giant robot across the Aegean? Nah, dude. What's going to take, like, a nope. 30-foot fishing boat? Yeah. Um,
2: but I will give it to you, Adam. The whole episode does kind of play like
0: a tourist brochure for visiting Greece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty sweet. <laughs> it does. And, and in all fairness, Greece is beautiful, and, and the water there is, mm, like, really? like, crystal Probably. clear.
3: It's not nearly as good as Blue Mountain Coffee.
0: <laughs> Blue Mountain Coffee. what I drink? Would I want to awaken the beast?
2: I know sometimes in when Greece. I... Sometimes in when Greece. I... Oh,
0: good boy. Yeah,
2: when I can't wake up in the morning, I just put a couple beans of Blue Mountain Coffee on my
0: ass. <laughs> Ooh, I like to stick them in my into The bloodstream. Yeah. Directly into my pee hole. <laughs> just
2: smash it with a hammer. What your penis? Uh, yeah, hammer, and break, to break fists. up, to, ah! break,
3: to break up the beans to get it, make it so you can uh, absorb it faster. You insert the beans hole and then you smash. the, the penis it enters the smack. bean holes
0: and smash. So to nice. The <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's so gross and childish at the same time. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, how many I, beans did you put in your bean hole?
0: So, maybe was, that's the new t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the bean hole. Let's smash.
2: Yeah, it's the t-shirt. It just says, welcome to the bean hole. And there's just a picture of a Japanese guy with a hammer on the left. And a picture of the Japanese guy with his fist down on the right. God. Oh, with. With all, Jesus.
3: <laughs> all new Gigantor taste and feeling. God. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we arrive, I guess, at
2: somewhere. It's never really clear—an yeah. island or something. Some harbor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They send Gigantor down to investigate, and meanwhile, on the surface, surface, uh, someone called Riza. Yeah, comes out.
1: In a a, a, small a young
0: woman. She was actually the one we saw in the beginning. The the woman
1: that the was standing girl. on the cliff. Mm-hmm. Oh, green no. hair girl. Green Here. hair. That's exactly opposite of what Mike wants. Hey, be quiet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they're
3: they're, they're complementary colors. It means
2: go hair.
0: <laughs> but but uh, Riza uh, unfortunately has. Um, uh, Nastakos.
2: She she's got psychosis.
0: No, she she has nystagmus, which is the um, the condition that gives you um, repetitive, uncontrolled eye movement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, if if you if you don't understand what we're talking about, the the actor uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince has it. He, he played the priest that accidentally drank himself to gas, to death in Constantine. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. She does have very
2: vibratty highlights in her eyes.
0: Okay. Daniel Radcliffe has something entirely yes, different. Yes. And I don't stop know it. what it is because I haven't looked it up. So. <laughs>
2: Anyway, uh, she also is—I don't know—psychotic. Um, yeah, yeah, she has some sort of mental illness, and she keeps telling them that something well, is happening she, in the sea.
0: She she has a mental illness because she thinks she, she its weird. She's upset because she thinks that a preteen boy with a military-grade robot might hurt some sea creatures. I, I don't mm. I don't understand <laughs> how she came to that conclusion. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh,
2: what? what a nutcase. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> uh, and she relates a story in which her f- best friend Chico,
0: who is a dolphin, dies. Sh. They pronounce it as shako. Shko. 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 It's it's spelled as Chico, but it's Shko. Chico. Shko.
3: sh. Chico. Um, sh Yeah, you got like it. Chico Shko.
2: dies for unknown and weird weirdly tinted reasons. Uh, that whole sequence <laughs> is like <laughs> yellow and
0: green tints. <laughs> uh, it ran out of colors. And, and Reza sheds a single tear that lands on Shko's eye as Shko dies on the beach. In Sh-
4: Symbolizing Reza's tear.
2: Meanwhile, underwater, uh, our boy, Gigantor, has discovered the uh, octopus.
1: Well, for- it's an angry octopus when he sees it. Well, first the kid is like, Hey, that girl's cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's right, the inspector. (laughs) And and Mario's like, sorry, kid, your princess is in another castle. Yeah,
0: Yeah, the the of Seagulls uh, guy just jumps in her dinghy, jumps in her boat, and just takes her away. Oh, he jumps in her dinghy. Leaves the kid and the inspector from an entirely different nation.
2: I just came up with a better name for him.
0: Cock block of seagulls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Yeah,
0: uh, okay. That's pretty good. So, so yeah, just just leaves the kid and the inspector by themselves on the boat. So what yeah. I want to know is like, who is that boat leased to? Like who who's on the rental contract? Who's on on the insurance? Because that's that can get pretty messy pretty quickly.
2: I have to assume that Cockblock owns it. It's like he's clearly not like a ten year old. Oh, kid. like he
0: actually owns it, owns it. Okay. He, yeah, he's Greek. And everybody knows all Greeks own a boat. Every Oppa. every Greek person,
3: <laughs> every Greek person owns a boat. And it comes uh, equipped with its own uh, stockpile of uzo.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. um, it's like the Israeli right of return. Every Greek person can claim a boat. Oh,
0: they can just claim a (laughs)
3: boat—just
0: any boat. (laughs) This is my boat.
3: Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. At any
2: rate, Gigantor and the octopus fight underwater.
0: Yeah, they—they find the—they find what belong, what the tentacles belong to, and it really is just a giant octopus. Nothing, not like a kraken, not a giant squid, just a giant-sized octopus. And he's
2: lovely. He's such a lovely doofy design. He's like yeah. He looks like
0: he's out of Mario, for sure. And what's, uh, what's interesting is, like, the fighting technique that that Gigantor appears to keep trying to use on the octopus is almost like joint locking. Like, he's trying to pull jujitsu moves and joint lock the octopus's tentacles.
2: Well, let's be which, clear here. He always does the same thing because yeah. they reuse the same animation every time he has a fight with the octopus.
0: Hey, that's a, sometimes they reverse it. That's the <laughs> the, the, sometimes they mirror it.
2: It's true. <laughs> sometimes it happens underwater, and sometimes it
3: happens S- above ground. On land, exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> he does something right. where his arm
3: is caught. And that he's pulling it with a bicep curl. I think that's what bugs me the most about cell animation is the reusing cells it's over and over again. Over and, yeah. over and over and over again. And how dare they? How dare they how be dare lazy? They
2: try
0: to be cost effective. In
2: their yeah. Room? Their efficiency angers me. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, wi- I'm with you, Mike.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it, it feels it's, cheap. It's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I will. Okay, so, so what do we know about octopuses? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so we know that octopuses have decentralized nervous systems, right? Yes. So their their limbs can have some sort of anatomy. Autonomy, I should say, rather. <laughs> Can work on the road a little bit. They don't want to be known. <laughs> one of the yeah. limbs
2: is anonymous. Like they have three, yeah. they have uh, seven regular limbs and one limb that with is Guy a ter- Fox mask. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, a, a digital terrorist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, their brains are wrapped around their esophagus, right? Right. Mm. They the taste suction- Yeah. Yep.
2: they Taste everything. That's mostly how they interact with the environment. Is they yeah. taste everything.
0: With their suction cups, they can taste everything, yeah. 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 And they ink, right? They do ink.
2: They make inky. Uh, They're considered highly intelligent and creative, and they have a reputation for um, being difficult to work with. And And they can remember different people, and they remember them for years at a time. Yes. They they have object permanence,
0: yes. Yes.
2: Um, You guys might want to read Children of Ruin... It's a really great science fiction novel about uplifted octopuses who develop oh. a, a spacefaring uh, civilization. I'd actually be down for that. I think that'd be pretty good. Yeah, pretty good.
0: All right. Okay, so the octopus winds up knocking the robot unconscious somehow. And uh, Riza and uh, the cock block of seagulls is actually watching on from a cliffside in horror. And Riza says something along the lines of... Uh, Pollution has caused the monster's food source to dwindle, and that's making the monster attack people for food. And right. She at this thinks point that it's time, an.
2: She think basically her whole deal is she thinks it's an animal that's being. No, dwindled. no, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, in and, and, and for, for I, I I don't disagree with her, but I, I feel like the the right response from Cockbuck Seagulls should have been something along the lines of. Well, so far the only other thing we've seen in the ocean is dolphins. So, it's eating dolphins, right? (laughs) Right? We can all agree on that. Yeah, it eats dolphins.
1: That's and and if he if he told her that,
0: if they told Riza that, Riza would have like totally been on board with killing that thing right off the bat because she's a
2: dolphin girl. At, At at any rate, this is when the octopus starts going super berserk. Um, and it comes up on land and threatens Cockblock and Riza, um, and then goes on a rampage through the Mediterranean uh, city, uh, smashing yeah. boats and um, threatening the the local population. Hounds people, yeah, just going yeah. nuts basically. Yeah, it's it's crazy town. Um, and we get a scene where Riza screams, "It's not a monster! Don't attack it." Uh, because as it starts to climb a cliff on the side of the um, of the sea, the um, I don't know, someone deploys uh, fighter no, jets.
0: Yeah, it was it was uh kind of, block of Seagulls. He like he used his interval connections oh, to, to call f- it like a NATO airstrike or something. So Right. This is the like these are the
4: F14s that you see in Japanese
0: yeah. animation all the time
4: like they're not exactly F14s but it's it's in the opening sequence of the show like they loved the F14 sure like, it's in a bunch of shit i mean everybody loved the F14 but this is just a squadron of Japanimation F14s it just is amazing
2: maverick yeah, and man. iceman and uh, they're all goose shooting goose their sundowner shooting. And they're shooting all their, all their missiles
4: it's the most homoerotic movie i've ever seen no big deal
2: I don't know what you're talking about. So good. Uh, well, I mean, if you're looking for something else like that, you should probably watch my own private <laughs> Idaho. Uh,
0: no. I'm trying to think of where it was. I, don't, I can't recall if it was um, Hawaii or Costa Rica. But I, I was doing this hike through like um, this like faux jungley rainforest area like like a well-kept like national park, but like with like a path that you could follow. And I did this um, walk through it, and it like ended in the gift shop, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and in the gift shop, there was this kid that was just like staring above the door that I walked into with his mouth agape, just like intensely staring. And I I walked in, and I turned around, and he was watching the volleyball scene from Top Gun. And it was like the oddest moment. That I had felt in a retail situation, I was like, "Why?" It was just, it was just so weird. It totally took me out of it. <laughs> how old? How old was this
2: kid? Yeah, did you think you walked in on this guy's, this kid's awakening? I was just uh, no.
4: I, say, I felt like that was the case. Yeah, something he, woke he up like inside it was like that 50. kid that day he
0: yeah. was like 15 16 something like that yeah
4: yeah that's when he realized that he didn't like girls
0: i, I had I, been like i, I, thought should, it was I really feel like i should have been like man do you need a moment do you want me to come back later because uh been like, it's okay I, I can leave it's fine I'm not I'm not I, no judgment
2: yeah I think that's when that kid decided he was going to be a fighter pilot
0: there you go that's what it was yeah, yeah. he was that like or... I love shirtless volleyball with my friends also I should be a fighter pilot yeah.
2: Anyway, at any rate, at this moment, uh, number 28 frees himself from the ocean floor and uh, from a pile of rocks, and he comes up and flies out of the ocean in the most epic breaching scene ever um, and proceeds to fly to land to engage the giant octopus.
0: And I think we should say brother, that the... Um... The F-14s, they shot at the octopus, but they didn't really cause any damage. Nah, they, they just didn't. sort of forced it to like climb up a cliff. That's pretty Yeah, they're that. chumps.
1: So. Yeah, well, let me ask you something, Derek. Is it necessary to enter within melee range in order to fire a missile at a <laughs> ground target? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: only if you're trying to keep them in or the is, same frame. Is that not that is, anything
2: like what uh, aviation combat is like?
4: That no. is... Evidently, a theme in this show where they show stuff happen at extraordinarily close ranges to make it
0: more exciting. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, because the F 14s did get snatched by the tentacles. Of
2: yeah, the Octopus the, 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 yeah. Was was up the F 14s.
4: Yeah. One's moving 600 miles an hour, one's a tentacle.
1: Yeah, if they <laughs> if, if the didn't swat time. them, they would have just crashed into the. Cliffside. Cliffside. <laughs> yeah. Because
4: yeah. they're letting their missiles go 600 miles an hour, 25
2: meters from the fucking cliff. Yeah. Well, I don't know how far a meter is, but 75 feet. Uh, at any rate, um, they have a tussle on top of this cliff, and uh, number 28 uh, uh, spins, yeah, like, does a, a spin move, throws the octopus, and the octopus uh lands on the ground, and then runs away, slinking yeah, he, back he, into the ocean.
0: He uses the same moves that he used in the water, yes, only on dry land, and, um, and obviously, oh, yeah. the water was the problem, obviously.
1: The kid even says it. Yeah, sea creatures are weaker out of the water. It's, it's the inspiration for Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, at this point, um, they have pulled the boat to shore, and Riza and Cockblock of Seagulls rush up our our main guy's like yeah sure whatever come along I don't give a shit yeah well, let's go
0: yeah. And, and I think they tried to leave Riza behind but then Chauvelin uh, was like uh, no 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 bring her with us yeah I want her to see what I'm gonna about what the things that I'm about to do yeah <laughs> then uh, maybe she'll she'll understand why I have to kill these sea creatures. Um.
2: So they send uh, the uh, giant robot back under the water, and he starts searching the ocean floor. And during the process, he discovers essentially Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, under the yep. ocean.
0: They discovered the lost city of Atlantis.
2: A lost continent.
0: Sorry, the lost continent. You're right. Right, You're right. which Sorry. apparently
2: fits between Greece and uh, Turkey.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, I mean that's a pretty small continent, but. Yeah.
0: Well, if if you look at like Plato's original descriptions of Atlantis, it's actually like a a city that is encircled with rings of water and dry land outside of that. That it's it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> um, but
3: is it
2: really? Not really. No, it's not. Sounds but like Tahaka Heatland, Tahatsa heatland? heatland,
1: This Techno, this is the part where the
3: te-
2: this is the part.
0: Te-
3: Techno Chitlin, Techno Chitlin.
0: Yes, go on, Adam. <laughs> Take, I'm trying to think of a funnier thing than Techno Chitlins. Um, <laughs> I, like, I win. It's like a, it's a cyberpunk
2: breakfast. I, I win. <laughs> it's all part of this balanced cyberpunk breakfast. <laughs>
0: um, but this is the part where the inspector is like, you know, it's a giant octopus, but it's still just an octopus, right? If you, if you just fight it the same way you'd fight any old octopus. Like, it's a common thing for kids to know in Japan. Uh, like, a, oh, if you try to pull the octopus, it's going to pull back. If you try to push the octopus, it's going to push past you. Well, like, it's right. a commonly known thing.
3: Being yeah, the- uh, an island nation, every Japanese kid gets to hold an octopus by the first grade.
0: Uh huh. Damn it. Was why Japan was so and, cool.
2: instead of getting like a bag of like flour to decide to figure out what it is to take care of a kid they just give every Japanese school child an octopus <laughs> 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 I mean killing thousands of octopus but that's the only way to teach the kids yeah. responsibility exactly yep <laughs> um, this whole time Riz is still going on about her, uh, the octopus being um, some sort of regular creature and pretty much everybody else is convinced that it's a fucking monster. Like, yeah. there's a uh, big difference.
0: And there's there's this weird, like, inner dialogue moment. Your look tests my 10-year-old resolve. You don't understand the weight of responsibility that has been placed on my narrow, undeveloped shoulders. <laughs> Maybe if you have lived a few years younger than I had, you would know just what a boy with a robot must do to an undersea monster that has been disturbed by human encroachment caused by anthropogenic climate change. That's what he's saying.
2: Sounds good. I like it. <laughs> um. And anyway, he uh, he gets the octopus to come and attack uh, number twenty-eight, but Riza grabs the controls and threatens to throw them in the water uh, if he doesn't stop torturing this innocent octopus. So yes. the octopus, Riza,
0: Riza did the only responsible thing that anybody's done in this entire scenario. Right. And she Take took the robot from the kid. She took the loaded gun away from the child.
2: Yes. She is the only adult in this entire world. Yes. Anyway, the octopus raises, rises up to the surface and she witnesses, to her horror, the octopus fucking whipping out his tentacles and slapping up those bitch ass dolphins. It's
0: Slapping just, them, kills Slapping. Like nine just nine of them, smacking them out of, them. of the just air for no reason. Just smashes
2: the shit out of them, bitch-ass dolphins.
0: <laughs> and this is what is like. Now I know what happened. Just go, yeah, kill that fucking octopus. Yeah,
2: she just like she just drops. Basically, she just drops the uh, controls on the on the deck, and
1: she's like, just kill it. Just do it. Just fucking <laughs> kill it. Well, of course, they had to kill a bunch of dolphins. I mean, this show with the giant robot and a tentacle monster wasn't Japanese enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God.
2: David. Delicious. Oh.
4: Jesus. That's the joke of the episode Look, right babe. there, folks. We're not going to do any better than that.
2: Uh, back in control... Uh, Gigantor and the octopus proceed to fucking destroy a national treasure, destroying yeah. this entire underground ruin.
0: Uh, that's why we can't find right. Atlantis.
4: Yeah, Little did we know that Tetsujin and a giant octopus leveled the motherfucker. Yeah,
0: it's, It was really just a set piece just so they could destroy it. The world's most significant archaeological find to ever exist was really just a set piece for them to tear apart. Just mm-hmm. to kill a, a, a biological miracle. Really, so.
2: And uh, meanwhile, uh, up on the deck, uh, Shinju is uh, wiping his head, uh, the sweat away of his forehead because uh, the controls are a little laptop, and they're kind of warm in his lap.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's a laptop from like the the mid eighties, so yeah, definitely it, like a, a very very hot. It's very
2: thick. Hot. It's a laptop that's thick with two C's. Yeah,
0: it's got tubes in
2: there.
3: Vacuum tubes.
2: Yep. <laughs>
0: nice. It's, it's a series of tubes.
2: Then we get a, a be- another beautiful pink sunset, and we see Cockblock uh, and Riza standing on top of a uh, uh, standing on the edge of a seaside cliff. It's clear that they're gonna fuck. And in the distance, I feel like that's a
4: little <laughs> bit statutory, but no big deal. It's, <laughs> in, in, hey, in... hey,
2: Derek, it's all Greek to me. Oh. <laughs> 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 Yikes!
4: That's not the appropriate use of that phrase. But there we go.
2: He's gonna go uh, ten thousand meters?
0: Ten thousand meters deep, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, to find that typical monster. It's gonna
3: Yikes. be gigantor.
2: <laughs> um, gigantor. <laughs> and and our our main our heroes are back on a plane, fly, apparently flying back to not Japan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, and then and, we, um... and then we get to see clips for the next episode, where apparently some sort of nuclear-powered satellite is hurtling towards the Earth or something. And yeah, Jacky to stop it! I can give you yeah. all the details on that. It doesn't matter. We're not going to watch it, so it's fine.
4: He actually catches that nuke at about 10 feet from the ground in the episode, mirroring the scene with the F-14s and the cliff. Yeah. Like That's where I was like, they like to do stuff at extremely short range
3: in this show. And nukes are typically uh, meant to explode uh, far above up. the ground. Yeah, yeah. 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 Usually, well, so far, 200 you know, feet, yeah. 200, 200 feet ab- above meters. the ground. So, yeah, meters 100%. something like that.
2: And we get our closing sequence and song and credits. And that's the end of the episode. That
4: closing song is, is something else. It's like bad Japanese Elvis. It's really <laughs> Yeah, <terrible>. it's weird. <laughs> the note I had was we finished with a total baller boner jam as Shotaro drives down a highway with Setsujin flying next to him. And he flirts on a beach with Maki. This is like bad Japanese Elvis.
0: Oh yeah, they do show
2: him driving on this, don't they? Yeah, yeah. hover van. Yes. driving like yeah, some sort of micro car.
4: He is driving yeah. a a weird car in the end, but in other episodes, he drives nor- what you would consider normal vehicles.
3: Now, yeah. are we just uh. assuming his age based on how he looks? No. <laughs> or is he <laughs> ten actually years, ten years old? Is
4: no shit established in the manga yeah. in the canon? It's canon. Whatever. Okay. He, is, he is approximately
3: 10 years old. Okay. Because I just don't want this to turn into, you know, one of these uh, white people mm-hmm. assaults on Asians for, you know, looking really young. Considering that <laughs> I was confused for a teenager wow. well to my 30s. Fucking so you, you woke think,
1: weeb here. Wait, wait. <laughs> you think, wait, Mike, you think Mike. he's
0: like 32? He might be. Mike? Mike? <laughs> People don't confuse you for a teenager anymore? No, not since I turned cr- 40. It's awesome.
3: It's it's, it's a graduation. Nice, I know, man. Congratulations. Wow. Yes. I stopped, getting, I stopped getting carded, too. Who's a big boy?
4: <laughs> now you're going to be excited when you get carded.
3: Yeah. I know. I'd be like, like oh, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, look at that, motherfucker. I'm of age. I don't get carded anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I'm clean shaven, I do. Not. There's too much gray in the beard. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I just buy booze from my own store, so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm really glad we actually ended up watching episode six as opposed to episode seven. <laughs> and here's why. Why? My opinion changed 180 degrees on this show based on this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Abso-fucking-lutely.
0: It's like episode six was the episode we were meant to watch for Amazing wow. Terrible. Wow. Episode, episode seven was seven
4: pretty, pretty kick ass. Uh, a couple, a couple kind of like high level points I want to bring up. One, a couple things I appreciated in this show, and I think it's the anime part portion of it is it shows violence and death. Uh, it, is, it is cool not a for things to yeah, die yeah. or be violent in this, which is which is a complete change of pace from Americanized cartoons of the same era. Yeah, because there's um, a,
0: there's the scene where the robot kicks the. Uh, the octopus of the eye, and you see blood shooting off. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. And yeah. the um, next episode. He beats Shotaro... him with a column and breaks off one of the tentacles. Yeah, he rips the yeah. tentacle off, yeah. And the next Sh- episode,
4: he. Uh, Shota- they don't show in this one Shotaro carries a gun.
0: Nice. <laughs> the next
4: episode, he just has a <laughs> fucking gun.
0: They gave a 10 year old a gun on top of everything yeah. else. Again, again I- who the I- fuck's going <laughs> to stop
3: him?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, can- I can't have a gun? Well, my 100 my, my foot robot disagrees. <laughs>
4: everybody else has 1960s era weaponry. The bad guys have grease guns. The inspector has, like, it looks like a 1911 whatever. What does Shotaro pull out? A fucking laser pistol. And he is hitting motherfuckers with a laser pistol, killing them in the show. Like, they hit something
2: like... Ugh. That sounds and so they... much better.
4: Dude, episode 7 was so much fucking better. This, this episode was shit. Uh, it was really fucking bad.
2: It definitely felt very weak. It felt very yeah. weird and weak.
4: Yeah, um, but otherwise than that, like it was, it was, it was an interesting change of pace. I'm glad we watched it in the Japanese version because uh, it was, it was different. You know, it took it took me a hot minute. In the next episode, there are more characters, so I was bouncing back and forth in American names. This one you pretty much dealt with: Shitaro, the inspector, uh, Cockblock Seagulls who's not a regular returning character, and uh, Rizum from fucking Fire Emblem. I agree. This was not
2: a strong episode. It had very mixed messages. Basically, women are wrong. Yeah, don't yeah. don't listen yeah.
1: to hippies and yeah, environmentalists. Basically. Nuke the whales.
2: Yeah, 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 nuke <laughs> yeah. the whales. Yeah, and there's like a dividing line between animals and monsters, and you should definitely kill monsters.
4: Yeah, there's a point in which the animals become monsters. Right, like
2: Even even she was like,
4: oh, they ran out of food sources. And he was like, shut up, bitch. And then she's like, oh, my God, they're eating the dolphins. And he was like, yeah. He bitch slapped slapped my
0: dolphins. It's when animals kill other animals that they become monsters. No, Mm. it's when
4: invertebrates kill mammals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Like that time that... uh, Herbert Hoover choked on a oyster. <laughs> <laughs> Something like okay. that. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. The animation is is pretty nice, even though it's very yeah, repetitive. Um, colors are great. Yeah. Drawing are great. drawings are really nice. Uh, the, the giant robot feels fucking giant. Even though, as with all giant robots, the actual size that it is seems to vary a lot. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah one of one of the the notes I had from the next episode. Speaking of Gigantor, is I said, said Jimmy then jumps in a car. He's allegedly ten and drives off to deploy Gigantor. And then the next sentence is, "Who looks cool AF?" Like <laughs> I thought, freaking Setsujin Gigantor was awesome. Yeah, he looks like, rad. Even even with his weird little fucking like Frosty the Snowman triangle nose. <laughs> nose, yeah, like, <laughs> right. which I'm pretty sure is a throwback to the
0: original manga, right? Like the nose is like. Oh, oh yeah, and the it's it. yeah
4: because the the 60s version of the show was like direct from the manga and it is a like almost almost like the illustrator was like people won't like him if he doesn't have a nose and just
2: yeah it bang fucking triangle done no he's he's badass and you know like huge and dark jet blue black he looks sweet.
4: yeah I I love that I love the color on him that he he's not like done like metal like he's He's painted, yeah. which was very cool. He's got some blues, some reds, some yellows, you know, all all the colors. And I also thought it was cool. And maybe this is a Japanese manga anime thing. He doesn't have any weapons. He's yeah. just a big fucking robot that's gonna fight with his like his hands and feet. He has a jetpack, but he doesn't have guns or missiles or or any sort of special like what was the grip on GI Joe that they had? The kung, was it kung, kung, kung fruit fruit. yeah they had yeah. kung fu grips yeah. Yeah, like he's got none of that. He's just—he's there to just
0: fuck shit up with his hands and feet. I think I might might have written down somewhere as much as as much guff if I was giving the fact that there's a ten year old boy with a military grade piece of equipment. I did write down somewhere like why didn't they just put a gun on the robot and it could just shoot the octopus and be done with it like that? Why
1: do they just? Why
2: don't they just just have a a gun gun with legs?
1: Yeah, you know, the physics of doing a flying kick underwater is not going to do that much damage. Yeah. <laughs> and, Dad, and, you you tell him, David, you tell and, him. And you definitely can't cut off a tentacle with a fluted column. That's you, right. No, well, yes.
2: I I feel like with enough
3: force you could
1: maybe a Corinthian that column, but
2: but not a Doric or Ionic.
1: Yeah,
0: that column would have fallen apart. Nobody
3: and those are, are literally the me? only three kind of columns there are.
1: Yeah. Those yeah. The are, reason they're. Uh, they have those like d- different sections is because they are different sections they are different pieces that are just stacked on top of each other they're not one solid piece well they that is true they
2: glued them together with ancient greek glue semen <laughs> greek
3: glue
4: yeah well, all the greeks would have to just jerk off oh. like,
2: just like a fucking
4: endless line of dudes just like fucking jizzing on this column I'm, like, just, I'm just I'm picturing
2: them column. like bringing the block Derek. in doing the ultimate dick smash like all these guys around the column. they bring it down just to crush those green mountain, blue mountain, blue, gre- blue mountain. green
4: mountain dicks. That's those just mountain those dicks. Jamaican blue, blue those, dicks are way. Just Jamaican those,
0: blue mountain. Jamaican blue mountain, blue mountain pea berries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bee berry.
3: black and blue. Oh Jesus! All right. When you smash sir. it with a
2: hammer, David. What is our next segment? Would you let your kids watch this? Mm. This did not have a lot of great things to say about women did not have any female characters that were good or competent uh, and also was kind of boring and slow
3: so i'm gonna go with no all anime before 2005 is total crap and garbage (laughs) (laughs) so except for maybe record of lotus war and um ninja scroll
0: What is wrong with you? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Holy
3: cow. No, but I, I definitely would not let my kids watch this. It's got all of the wrong lessons.
0: Okay. So both little boy and little girl, neither one of them would be. Yeah, so the last I mean, thing so I need too. is
3: little boy to think that he can drive in a car and carry and a, gun a gun and, yeah. Yeah. and drink coffee. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> every every single yeah. moment of that is like what I would be telling him not to do and never to do. And
4: episode six, That eh, was shit. Uh, episode seven, I'd say yeah. So I mean, whatever. I'd, I'd I'd probably err on the side of man. Episode seven was fucking great. Episode 6 <laughs> is fucking terrible. And it wasn't even like it wasn't even like they were remotely close. Like, no. Episode 7 was fucking awesome. It was like the goddamn Incredibles, but with a robot and like islands and bases. And then episode 6 was like a really really bad take on Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. like It was just
2: <laughs> terrible.
4: Mm-hmm. But it was amazingly terrible. Like, all it did was had fucking Shotaro sitting on the boat playing his goddamn robot fucking it's
0: yeah. U, Game yeah boy,
4: and then the fucking inspector was like mm, I'm just going to drink the good stuff don't be Here's how you catch an octopus. green hair girl. It was just
0: terrible. I'm with you. I'd totally watch it again. Was the inspector as much of a drunk in uh, episode 7? No. No.
4: no, he was not like. And so when we started this, and you're like, he's drunk, and I'm like, uh, he was in like a Hawaiian shirt, and board shorts, and flip flops. But I didn't see him being like, hold on, let me grab these three mai tais for the road. No, but in this one, you're right. Like he's just like he gets so drunk he passes out. And Shoto like, Inspector, run descent. And he's like, I pass on dessert.
0: And you're like, oh, that's a joke about being hammered. And, and if I was a kid, if I was Shoto, I would have been like. Fuck you, pass on dessert. You get the dessert and you give it to me, you old fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I can drive a car. (laughs) (laughs) I will will shank you, you piece of shit. You think I won't have the fucking robot reach its hand in here and crush you like a goddamn grape? I don't give a shit.
0: Inspector, you want to know what it feels like to have explosive decompression at 3,000 feet? You think I won't kill all these people to punish you?
2: Then you don't know me. Jimmy Sparks.
0: Shotaro, <laughs> a.k.a. Jimmy Sparks. Okay. And I couldn't do it without my Blue Mountain Coffee. <laughs> Jamaican yeah. Blue Mountain Coffee. That's how I get my pee hole going. <laughs> get a dick full of Blue <laughs> <Yeah>. Mountain Coffee.
2: <laughs> so no, yeah,
4: I just because I've seen more, I would say yeah, I'd let let him watch it and I'd continue to rewatch it. But if I was basing it entirely off this episode, my unfair advantage. Or my stupidity advantage out of the way. No, this episode was terrible. This this is just shit TV. Like there wasn't even a there wasn't even a good plot. There was no sense of urgency. Like, yeah. No. Oh my God! The freighter, fucking octopus, green hair girl. It's just it's out of food. Go to Petco and get more. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna fucking kill it with a robot. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Um, that was the episode. Yep. And then no, she was like, was, was. oh god, it killed the dolphins. I like, love dolphins.
0: Honestly, yeah. in, in this particular episode, all they really needed to do was just call a scientist. Like any scientist. Any scientist yeah. would have been like, oh, um, let's not destroy the last remains of an ancient civilization that we thought was myth and kill one of the most significant biological finds of this century. Why don't we just move the shipping route a uh, mile this way. Or, yeah, and, also, and we or, can study it do, properly. Like, this was,
2: did you guys do any kind of environmental animal study at all? You didn't? Yeah. Okay, well, let's do any, one of those. Any
0: impact study of any time, or, anywhere? You know
4: what they could have done if they had a fucking scientist instead of old Shatoro being like, hey, we're going to hammer throw the motherfucking octopus off the cliff. They would have just been like, why don't you put it in this net and we'll take it to fucking SeaWorld Athens. and you Study go. it. <laughs> no. Fucking hammer throw, yeah. going for the Olympic record. Look, I brought
2: a bucket. <laughs> we can put it in. We can put it in this bucket.
4: Yep, it's weak. We'll put it in a bucket of sand so it doesn't like get yeah, strong yeah. again. But like yeah. a bucket, we'll take it to the university. We'll study it. Like in Jaws, he could have flown. He could have fucking like picked the octopus up and it flown off. it yep. to wherever yep. he needed to go. Like fucking goddamn Oxford wants to study it. Go for it. Well, he flies university into space. In Seattle. Fucking send it into space. Turn it into yeah. a giant fucking space balloon because there's no atmosphere in there. It'll just expand and just float off into the sun. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it'll no. just, what did
2: he do? He, for the next 20 st- years, it'll st- rain calamari.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> stuck <laughs> it back in the ocean. <laughs> but that wouldn't it's titillate weak on the, land. the users. Just, oh, yeah.
1: Throw
4: that bitch back into the ocean.
3: Um, it's not right. a very titillating view.
1: David, so should, what is our next segment? So should we keep the show on the list?
0: I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care.
2: I'm going to change my vote based on Derek's thoughts on episode seven. And I'm going to go with amazingly terrible because I think we should keep it on the list and see what else develops.
0: I'm—I actually would go amazingly terrible also, but not—not not just off of what Derek was saying, just that the ludicrous fucking premise of a 10-year-old essentially controlling <laughs> a military group. It's just it's, as bananas in it's other crazy. episodes, dude. Yeah. yeah, so this is definitely amazingly terrible. I, I definitely say keep
4: it. I 100% agree. Uh, episode 6 was amazingly terrible. I, I mean, my last note was 10 of 10 would watch again. This show fucking
1: rocks. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Yep. Nice. Wow. Yo,
4: I loved it. Now that was episode seven, and then this yeah, one yeah. I I enjoy for the the banter and the ridiculousness and all the other bullshit that we just observed. Um, but I'd like to see what I mean, dude. Even episode eight, where he's fighting fucking boobs, McGee. Like I don't even know what's going on there, but like those are some very well defined pecs on a robot. <laughs> Let's go find out why.
2: Yeah. Let's really explore it. Let's go, mm. Mike. Do you have any thoughts? just any, any th- thoughts I'm on any subject at all
3: disappointed that this is the kind of stuff that you think i watch <laughs> <laughs> no
1: no
2: david do you had did you have any thoughts on keeping versus uh not keeping
1: oh yeah i thought uh this was pretty uh unpredictable yeah and next no. episodes can be we we don't even know what it, what it could contain unpredictable yeah. we
0: we do know that they're supposed to be like international the kid's supposed to be an international detective right so it could really it mm-hmm. really could really go yeah. anywhere could go anywhere in the world yeah so, it could we, it
2: could go anywhere that the 60s japanese were obsessed with
0: yeah it could go and maybe like build some sort of weird alien contact contraption on top of uluru and mm-hmm. summon some Otherworldly yeah, beings I'm, in attempt to. I'm interested
4: to see if they bring in like other like so in this episode they had a monster, but it could have also just been a a large octopus. You know, was it a monster? And and well, that's the yeah. thing is like how much into the fantastic do they go in this show? The next episode is a crashing satellite. It, it's very James Bond esque, but it's not like oh uh, aliens showed up or, yeah. or you know. Godzilla came up from the fucking ocean or something like that. I mean, you could actually probably say that with the the Kraken in this one. But I'm I'm very curious to see what the scope of enemies that they deal with in each episode happen to be.
2: Yeah. I hope this is the bottom. I hope the episode we watched is like the bottom and it, (laughs) it only ascends from here.
4: Yeah. Conversely, I hope episode seven, which I really enjoyed, is not like the pinnacle. I hope that the next one that we watch, I don't go... Oh, yeah, that was a one-off.
2: Fuck. I like the idea that we've seen both the worst and best episodes possible. Yeah. David, what's our next segment?
1: Okay. So let's uh, make some changes to the list. Yeah, so Adam, would you like to add or remove anything? Oh, jeez. I'm looking through
0: the list right now. We have Futurama on the possible add list. Does that feel like cheating? Does that feel like... I mean, it's a little bit too if we want an episode
2: slower. where we all just talk about how much we love it.
0: Maybe it'll be the episode where the dog dies. That's oh. still a
2: fantastic episode. Yeah, God,
0: Sad as shit, but, yeah.
3: Speaking of episodes where you cry.
0: Yeah. Let's see here. The Max. Max is pretty good. Although I feel like The Max was one of those ones you had to watch in order, wasn't it? I mean,
2: it, you, it is you know, definitely Serial. You don't have to. I like cereal.
1: Especially with milk.
3: Mmm. Not water? No. What's your your go-to cereal? We're not European.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh, uh, I could be very fitting for this episode and go with Gigantor. Could. Just add the original Gigantor to the list.
4: Those
1: all exist in abundance on the internet. I would really like to wait till we remove the new Gigantor before we add uh, another Gigantor. <laughs> why? Ooh, wait, 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 wait! You didn't object to all the Spidermans.
0: Yeah, I need to add more yeah, Spidermans. So that's what I need to do. No, no <laughs> I need to I
2: start deleting those. You're gonna un- me... you're gonna undo
0: my edit. Yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put the 1994 Spiderman back. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> don't do it. I like it. I, I, I am going them. to add Spidermans. Um, I want to add home movies, but is that too adult? No, for yeah, us, I'm add, we're I'm so home mature. Movies. I'm adding home movies. We are the most mature. Home movies is one of my favorite.
1: What is home movies? It's uh. D- Derek would like you to uh, lessen the amount of '90s stuff.
0: Yeah, Derek. Too bad. It's 1999. It's either
2: that or stripperella. I mean, you'll see. You'll see what when home movies comes up, but it's yeah, it's bad. It's, it's not good.
0: It's uh, basically John H. Uh, Benjamin's first uh, cartoon series and Bren- Brendan Small's first cartoon series before he did uh, Metalocalypse. Gotcha. Um, so,
1: so,
4: Matt. So it's all the, good, it, all the good shows I watched as yes, an adult, sir. but shitty
1: versions when I was a teenager that I didn't watch. So, Matt, is there anything you would like to remove from the list? So many things. Maybe
0: home movies?
2: <laughs> no, I don't mind that. That's fine. Uh, um, add me... a Spider-Man. Oh, I don't know. The list is pretty good. Can I add something to other list?
0: Yes. Yeah, I just yeah. added to it. Oh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I forgot about this one. Mm, it's not good. I like that one. What are you talking? It is amazing. What are you talking about? Mm, no. I'm not mad. I'm just angry. So,
2: we've got The Adventures of Don Quixote and Sancho Panda, but it's on the wait list.
1: Don Quixote, yeah.
2: Don Mm. Quixote, yeah. Sorry. Gosh. Mm. Ooh! Ooh, Bubblegum Crisis? Definitely don't need to watch that.
0: Yeah. What? Isn't that a movie? What do you have against... Uh, Oh.
3: Shows from Japan, Matt. I'm sensing... Uh... I mean,
2: just quality.
3: So are you saying that all Japanese shows don't have quality?
2: Yes. I'm saying that. I will officially go on the record. No. Yes. They're very good animes, but I find a lot of them to be incredibly slow and boring.
3: You're just racist.
2: Oh, that's, that's, that's Wow. True. <laughs> that's true. Damn. We went with the Bam. fucking
4: Disney argument. Damn. Uh, there's a... Uh... There you have uh, or the scene in Rick and Morty where summer farts. Okay, I would <laughs> like because if you don't like it, you're sexist
2: yeah, guys. Exactly. <laughs> um I got glow friends and moondreamers.
4: I don't recognize either.
2: Glow friends and moon dreamers. You guys what do you guys think? I want one of those.
4: Put in glow friends. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'd go glow friends. Mm-hmm. I just I, rolled a dice for it. I that's... have no fucking clue. Glow Friends is the a classic nineteen eighties, uh,
2: yeah. Product Ca- placement, yeah. Cash grab, yeah. Cash yeah. grab. Oh, yeah. really? I'm yeah. excited about that. Okay, I added Glow Friend, Glow Friends,
0: Glow Friends. Perfect. Glow penis. So maybe maybe we should turn this segment on our side into let's figure out the most weird and obscure things we can on the list to make David work for us to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you got to go what? find this now. <laughs> Good luck.
2: I mean, I mean, it's a really question: of Who do we want to fuck with? Every every time we add something or remove something on the list, you gotta ask yourself: Who can I fuck with?
0: In the meantime, I'm like, oh, I remember that. That used to be my favorite. Oh, right. I'll watch that now. Yeah.
2: Like, no, you gotta you gotta get some anger and maliciousness in your actions here. Yeah. <laughs> Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Just whatever.
4: Add cartoons. I'll watch the correct one next time fuck
2: it's okay dude don't worry about it
1: oh, right. any episode we come did, up, did, up with
2: where we come up with cock block of seagulls i think we're fine that's true or, i just uh, i was like or I was fighting for
4: my <laughs> fighting for my back foot tonight i was like i had all this great shit yeah. and i was like god damn it i don't i honest to goodness do not know how that happened like what must have happened I, is what mike said or i forget who said is i must have clicked the link earlier in the week it, played through and it stopped on seven and i just had it in the tab open on like wednesday went to watch it and then today watched it for a second time i was doing all that research and going in and like finding dates that iron man was first referenced and you know like all this shit and then just it didn't dawn on me at all like yeah
0: i did the same thing with you man i i and I feel like I watched a much better episode of He Man for us than you guys did. No, that He Man is very bad. It, so. Yeah, you guys or gotta go stay alert. You, thing, gotta, yeah. you gotta
2: put some beans in your bean hole. <laughs>
0: fucking smash and them. You, you know, you
4: know what the worst part about it is, and this this is a huge learning thing for me right now. it just that's what we call it. Like we teach like teach kids to fly. We're saying learning is occurring from now on. When I click on my episode, instead of blindly clicking the link and hitting play I'm gonna click the link and make sure it matches up to number six monsters of the deep or for next week which I won't be here unfortunately but the following number seven dropping out like I will I will absolutely make sure that that's
1: the correct title in there so I think we're watching the
2: big O Dorothy dorothy
1: huh.
0: yeah that's that's for next week
1: yes next time we'll be watching an anime about a giant robot. Being piloted by a young man. But
0: he's actually a man in a suit. It's like a Mm
1: -hmm. noir,
0: futuristic noir fantasy. Sounds good to me. We want cartoons 26 hours a day!
1: But for a future episode, tell me, what is index 245? 245... Beep, boop, Random beep, beep, index. Beep, beep, we go to the beep, next one higher, right? Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yes. Beep, it is beep, King beep. Arthur in the Knights of Justice. Nice. <laughs> You're
3: so bad. <laughs> 1992 to
0: 1993, 26 that episodes.
3: Sounds familiar. I might have actually watched that.
2: It asks the deep, the the eternal question: What if a bunch of football players went what a bunch back of in jocks, time?
0: high school jocks? Yes.
2: Went back in time and became King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table.
0: <laughs> it would go a little something. Uh, like this. Oh my God, we're back in Zams. <laughs> wow! Uh, throw that sk- pigskin thingy or
1: whatever ball. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown! Wow. Go, Casey! Only Casey! <laughs> I think it would
4: go more like, "Oh my God, I have dysentery."
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, where the
4: Does
0: anybody have any insulin? Does it, I'm diabetic.
2: No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: these
3: boils
2: on me. What happens when I take my contacts out? <laughs>
0: Nothing good. Yeah.
4: That's it. You just can't see. Fuck you. Yeah.
2: You're screwed.
0: Welcome to the peasantry, bitch. All right. So, what <laughs> of these 26 episodes are we watching, David?
1: 7. Again with the sevens. So, uh, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, that'll be, uh, your task, Matt. Motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Matt.
1: It's
2: so bad.
0: Um, well, it looks like you're up anyway, because Derek just did Gigantor, I'm doing Big O. Mike is most definitely, he, Mike has a whole treatise written out about Hammerman. He's got like a, a, treatise. a master's level thesis the for Hammerman. It is the best MC Hammer-based cartoon ever conceived of.
3: I don't need to watch it. I just need to buy parachute pants. And then dance well, you around.
0: Have, you you have to get into the right mind space. You have to get in the right place to consume. No, no, hammer stop.
3: Hand. Hammer time.
2: Collaborate and listen. No. Wrong, <laughs> wrong
3: song, Matt. Okay. Under pressure. Oh, yes.
2: God. Pressure right. drop.
3: Yeah, that that's the biggest problem with growing up in the 80s and 90s. Whenever someone says stop, you don't know if it's in the name of love or to collaborate or listen
0: or hammer time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if you're in Japan, it's not hammer time because they
0: didn't have that word. They didn't have hammers, yeah. yeah. And, and surprisingly, they also did not have time before <laughs> uh, Admiral Perry. <laughs> no. Yes, Commodore true. Perry. Yeah. No. yeah. They, had, they, they did not have had the concept the day, of time.
4: Mm-hmm. The day-night cycle and... Yeah. Uh, the fucking cherry blossoms or chrysanthemums <laughs> or whatever the fuck they put oh, on the front of the battleship. Monitor. You
0: you know it's cherry you know it's cherry blossoms. Alright. Yeah. Our next I, our I next segment it's cherry yeah. is the you
1: one know. universe theory. Yeah, do you think you think you stalled enough enough Adam? No. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually not even thought about it since then. So all, right. all, I'm, all I'm gonna
4: interject here I mean I, I would say that this one this is actually one of the ones that I would say fits in kind of somewhere into the the lines of battleship Yamato like yeah but that's battleship that's the end
2: of our timeline
1: no that's like the middle no that's yeah I was Mm, gonna say this
4: this I think is probably close to the beginning of our timeline this is on I think this happens on earth in the 60s 70s like as we know it
2: I I like the I like this idea of the laziest one universe theory. It is what it is. (laughs) It takes place in the 60s. There was a giant robot. It matches with our timeline. Done. Yeah. Boom. I'm going home. Adam, take it away with all your whatever the fuck.
0: Okay. So the way I see it, 1960s. 1960s (laughs) Gamillion was taken over by a child. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) With a giant robot, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a way to like weave in this fucking kid as like a like a tiny tyrant that just like lords his robot over everybody. Oh, so
1: so in uh, like twenty years in the '80s, who is he? Trump. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> there we go. Or do you want to say like Elon Musk? Uh,
2: well, no. Elon Musk was. Like well, no. a child in the eighties. Well, yeah,
0: this this is a child in the eighties. Oh, good point. So it's like nineteen eighty-eight. Dun- the...
1: Oh, oh no, no, the show takes place in the sixties, right? Oh so, shit! Okay. Yeah. So in the 80s it he'll be like in, uh, around thirty. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, and I could see him actually getting deep into science and engineering, and given the songs that were being. Played in the series, I think you would also really want to be into rock and roll. Could be like a rock star, oh. pop <laughs> rock star, maybe, and also perhaps a neurosurgeon. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely Buck Bonsai. Okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> here's my thinking. I feel like there's a very strong connection between, like, stylistically, thematically, geographically, between this and Mega Man.
0: So, yeah, like, like actually, actually, Mega Man, not the Captain N. Yeah, actual Mega Man, not Captain N. Because I think we determined that Mega Man actually took place on the Garbage scowl yes, being towed behind the Ark ship.
2: Do you think that um, they are traveling between the different zones or domes of the Generation ship? That's why he's an international detective.
1: Well, they very specifically said Greece and talking
2: but, about the oceans. There's clearly yeah, they, a Greece zone.
3: Did we ever discuss how big this generation ship is? It's as big as we want it to be. Yeah, it's it's squishy.
0: Yep. Squishy physics. So, Super um, Star fuzzy, Destroyer size. Fuzzy math. They, they did say that they were going to Greece, but there could be a portion of the engineering part of the ship that is actually Greece. Yeah, it's all greasy. It's all greasy. Yeah. yeah.
2: From working on the engines. And working working on their reactor with, a, like, a, a big old wrench. Joint. Well, maybe it's yeah. next
3: to turkey, and when they cooked the turkey, it rendered all of that grease, and it slid down.
0: So, I'm thinking that it's a giant grease. They call the giant grease pit the Aegean. Mike, you're, you're making me hungry.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mike, my, 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 my uh, toaster oven is full of grease. What do I do? Yeah, get it. Uh,
0: you clean it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lazy piece
3: of shit.
0: <laughs> just go to the store, get a degreaser,
3: and clean it. Well, unless you know, you just want to throw it away and buy a new one.
0: I mean, that is the American way. I, I do like, like that. Away.
1: If if I set the pans on fire, will that work? Will I just get rid of the grease? Um, eventually, yes,
0: it can.
3: Um, I know for a fact that. If there's a lot of grease in your oven and you turn it on really high, it will catch on fire. Um, What I did not know is that it doesn't go out naturally on its own and parts of your oven start melting. So then you have to pull out your uh, fire extinguisher that is luckily uh, kept nearby and was still charged, which was lucky. And you spray it all inside your oven and then you realize that it's not like water. It's a chemical fire extinguisher and it's leaving this powdery dust everywhere and it deposited all over your pizza that you'd also put in the oven um hoping
1: that you know that's only where you're going to put out a grease fire with the pizza
3: (laughs) with pizza (laughs) (laughs) yes you smother it with the goodness of italian cooking
0: so i'm kind of I'm, i'm not i'm thinking about it a little bit but i'm kind of liking derek's idea that this is actually earth prime and this is what happened in Earth Prime in the 1960s. You have oh. essentially a 10-year-old despot that's like slowly as he's maturing and he's starting to understand what uh, how people are reacting to him as a tiny tyrant. He's starting to realize the power that he wields with the robot and eventually once he becomes of age, he takes over and starts to rule the uh, Earth Prime. I like that. So, so, was
1: by the twenty second century, they do like put all of the militaries under robotic control, like right before the uh, Captain Power era. That's right. That's right. So maybe and they... this is
4: just this is the beginning of it. Like he is the first one with a large mecha like this, and then everybody, of course, then yep, there's an wants arms race, it. like. Yeah, mm. he's. And I wouldn't even say that he's he's despotic, like as he grows up. He might grow up with altruistic, you know, feelings and intentions or whatever, but then the governments are going to want it. Everybody wants a, a, a Gigantor.
0: Everybody,
4: everybody wants Gigantor. Just like everybody wanted nukes or tanks or fighter jets but, or whatever. Or 10 but year old I'm, boys. But
0: there is, there is like, a <laughs> 600 year difference here, though. So I'm assuming what happens is. He realizes that as he's getting older, so his number one goal with Gigantor is to stop any scientist from developing another giant robot. Yeah, that's why he kills he all scientists. That's, that's he realized the that's the basis of his power, and he kills all scientists, okay, and that's the reason why there was no scientist to say, don't destroy Atlantis, don't kill this natural wonder that is this giant octopus. Mm-hmm.
1: You guys really turned on this kid.
0: I think this kid's the High Evolutionary. I think that's actually. I think so. Either that, or oh, he's a little question.
1: healer. Um,
2: I'm little healer.
1: Then it is Earth Prime. It is Earth Prime. Yeah, because because the High Evolutionary is from Earth Prime.
0: Okay. Oh, that's right. And he goes to he goes to counter True Earth from Earth yeah. Prime.
1: Gigantor m- might be like how gotcha. he like travels between the planets. Ooh. Okay. Okay.
4: Yes, oh, I because like it. in Episode Seven, it is shown. He can fly around in Gigantor's hand,
0: Through so space.
4: it's not. It didn't. It didn't show space. It was. Okay. It was on Earth. But I'm just saying, he, uh, Shatoro does ride on Gigantor, which is. Angel Gigantor. I head. don't know why in this okay. in in this episode they didn't have Gigantor holding him, and they bought airline tickets, which <laughs> seems like a waste of money but I guess the inspector wanted to get housed
2: from Asteria to Greece. That's probably it. He was like, the the kid was like, ah, gigantor has got two hands. And uh, the inspector was like, yeah, but I want to get
4: sauced.
0: And then the kid was like,
2: you're right. I mean, when you fly
4: internationally, what what else is there to do? (laughs) You You just get sauced and play Switch. Mostly sleep. I
0: do. Yeah, you get sauced and then sleep. Shotaro was like, you know what? I've also been hearing about this Mile High Club thing. Mm-hmm. I want to join. Maybe if we got on the plane, I can join the Mile High Club.
4: He's fucking
0: 10. He doesn't know what it means. He just heard Mile High Club and thought it sounded cool. Mm-hmm. So he's like walking around to all the uh, uh, flight attendants being like, this is how my do club. I join the How do I join the Mile High Club? Can you help me join the Mile High Club? Jesus, okay. Where, where's the paperwork for me to sign to join the club? I think we're done. We're done. Actually, <laughs> I, was, I just wanted to see if everybody else had a better theory, because this is kind of weak sauce for us, to be
2: honest. No, I think th- I think, uh, it gets what it deserves.
0: So, Shotaro is a high evolutionary who traveled b- between Earth Prime and Counter-Earth using Juggantor. And he's twenty-eight, a tiny little tyrannical douchebag. Tyr- Tyrannosaurus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. I don't know, guys. I don't feel so good about this one universe theory. I think this is the worst one we've done so far.
3: Um, I think we've done. I agree.
4: <laughs> It's just, I, I, I feel like you guys have gotten super creative with a lot of stuff because you're fitting stuff that is very clearly in a science fiction realm, like, into the one universe. Whereas this one just very upfront presents itself as, this is the 1960s or 70s. and,
1: and, like, and I, I, Greece, I don't see it
4: as anything else.
1: Yeah, this one had a lot more details to say, like, exactly where and when it was. Yeah, yeah. Because this was, they did say Greece,
0: the yeah, yeah. If, yeah. They talk about pollution and climate change a little bit.
3: If anything, if I were doing the One Universe theory, which I'm not, I refuse to participate <laughs> in that, um yeah, that's is, a conscientious objector. is that this kid was actually in the nineteen sixties and his radical ideas and this robot is what led to in the future um a lot of the like the Earth being destroyed and all that stuff. Instead of having it already be in the future, this is the prologue. This is the beginning of the set of events that started spiraling out of control that created the wasteland Earth or something like that. Stick to objecting. I'll I'll (laughs) stick stick
1: to your face. Failing to control this podcast, I've been David.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Blaming you, I've been Matt.
4: And I completely fucked up on what I was supposed to do this week. It's
3: Derek. And I don't have anything funny to say, so I'm going to sleep, and I'm Mike.
0: Oh, man. So you made Miko last, Mike? This is the first time I've gone last. Um, I pulled it out in the end. (laughs) Is that (laughs) him? And got it all over We're done,
4: folks
3: <laughs> oh, Alright Well, that's all, folks
1: Amazingly Terrible is produced by David Marks Send your emails to MonotonouslyTerrific At AmazinglyTerrible.com Music by Josh Woodward
0: So I hope you enjoyed Gigantor, the new adventures. Uh, and don't forget blue or Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee.
1: Jamaican it's Blue.
2: <laughs> it's Blue Mountain. Blue,
0: it's, there's it's, there's it's no Jamaican. Jamaican
4: uh, Adam no hasn't, Jamaican Adam no, hasn't Jamaican been Mountain. drinking. How is he fucking this up? Jamaican no. Blue.
1: Adam,
0: it's you, you just cost Friday Friday us fifty
4: thousand dollars. Adam, jam- it. Jamaican it's me
0: crazy. All right.
4: Just because you told him. Never
0: Blue Mountain <laughs> coffee. All right. The only bean for my bean hole.